Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast. We explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world in the light of Sola Scriptura and Toa Scriptura. I'm Cody Fields, the president of Westminster Effects. You can buy stuff, mainly guitar pedals. WestminsterEffects.com. Give me your money. I'll give you pedals. Uh, also, make sure you join in the discussion and the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. You can support the show at anchor.fm and you can, you can subscribe and comment. Make sure you subscribe and comment on Facebook and Instagram. And that little chuckle in the background while I was doing the intro that you may or may not have heard, depending on how uh, sensitive the mic was while he was looking at the Babylon Bee, we have Bradley Cox, Pastor Resurrection Church, Greer, South Carolina. Hey, everybody. And via the interwebs, bye. John Ross, Westminster Effects Artist, Augsburg and Christian. I'm I'm wearing burgundy today. You have from, turned into Bradley. Nebraska. I know. <laughs> you, well, you know, I just we can't, have, I can't, we have I can't, swapped roles. I can't say that I'm a sexy boat captain every day because I'm not. You know. Okay. You are an occasional. Occasional. Yeah. Yes, but uh, y- you know, if you overuse it. It it loses it loses that that tingle, right? Fair enough. Shine <laughs> the tingle. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I could have said uh, meat smoker. I, I threw uh, you know I threw a pork butt on the on the. Some on people the might want to take that out of morning. context, though. Yes, yes, they, anyway, they would. We, we <laughs> rolling doobie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, remember that time we recorded a podcast and my pastor started talking about rolling dubs? <laughs> we've we've had we've had more coffee than normal today. We so. have, that's true. Oh, so we're <laughs> I'm insanely busy with the Westminster Effects proper side of things. So we're just gonna roll right into an Inquisition episode, but we have some really good questions. And uh yeah, so as is tradition. <clears throat> Brian Morris. As is tradition. Yeah. So Brian Morris asks a follow-up to the honoring and sending out episode. So uh, here at Res, we just sent uh, Carrie and Keith Cothran to plant a church in Spartanburg called The Grove. Uh, I actually did a special edition pedal to help support that. And Sounds we great. even And yeah, thanks. And we even had, it's the physician and the physician sounds great, which is why this one sounds great. Mm, Uh, And, and we also had Keith on to talk about kind of what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Brian asks how, or should you uh, receive someone back after you've sent them out and they return following a ministry opportunity that has fallen through? That's a tough question. So basically, if you send them out and you, it fails, you, you send them out, it flops. Uh, should you or how should you take them back, so to speak? And boy, howdy, that's a that's a tough question, right? That that almost sounds like it's. Uh, I mean, the should part doesn't, but the how part, you know, certainly sounds uh, like it feels like you're obligated to. And I I don't believe that's the case, um, right? I mean, you've sent them out not as an agent of your congregation, but as an agent of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? You yeah, yeah. Commissioned them for service. You haven't said, um, "You're going to go do this," and when you're done doing this, come back to us and we'll give you something else. Like that's not that's not mm-hmm. the sort of relationship that that we're you know, that that we were alluding to. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, if it makes say say it goes three years, flops, and and the sending church is in a good position to do that, and it makes sense. Like it might not make sense. Like it it could have, like you could have your church basically could have, for lack of a better term, moved on. That sounds terrible. Um, well, I think I, I think you, you got to be careful getting too black and white with this kind of stuff Absolutely. on the front end, you yep. know, like, uh, you know, if, if Brian has a, a specific case in mind, you know, um, and I was in a conversation with him about that, I would ask a lot of questions before I would get to, here's what I think about the how, mm-hmm. if, 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 if we're to speculate here, um, this is again. This is pure speculation. I do not in any way think this is going to happen. Right. But if Keith and Carrie, having gone out, launched from Res, mm-hmm. um, not as a not as a daughter church, but as this is this is something the Lord is leading them to do. So we yep. would maybe call it a sister church at that point. Yep. It, it's we're not we're not. In other words, we're not responsible for the leadership of this church. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they go off and plant this church and it, you know, year, two years, three years down the road, they have to close their doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be very concerned about that. Like I would be very concerned for Keith and Carrie. There's nothing in this transition that has tainted our relationship such that I would say, yep. I've moved on from my friendship with them. Right. So if they came, if they showed up at this, we're at, we're in my office right now, but if if they showed up at my office door, tired, broken, weary, they, they gave it their best. Mm -hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, mistakes they made, uh, a a misappropriation of giftedness. I I don't know, whatever the the case, Mm -hmm. it just didn't work. And they showed up here and like, we're, we're sad, we're broken, we're tired. I would be like, come in and rest. Mm-hmm. For Step one is give them a hug. Yeah, give them a hug. Yeah. Welcome them then. Because this is, this is, in a lot of ways, this is home for Keith and Carrie because th- this was the church that 13 years ago, Keith walked in with Carrie uh, and having been out of church, mm-hmm. not just out of ministry, but out of church and really, you know, um, distant from the Lord yep. for, a, for quite a few years. And he comes in and Carrie at that point had never yep. been in church. Really, This, this is effectively the church she grew up in. That's exactly right. And so this is, this is always going to be a, a home for them. And I would, well, and I'm not saying I would hire them. Yeah. Like that, that's a whole different conversation. Would I bring them back on staff? That's a whole different. I'm just saying we would welcome them back into our fellowship. I'm sure of yep. that. Oh, and yeah. And let them heal. I think, honestly, when, when I heard the question, I just assumed that he was talking about the latter. Um, because so long as someone has been sent out in good standing, why wouldn't you welcome them with open arms back into mm-hmm. that community of faith? Um, right. I mean, the the staff piece that's i mean that's a whole nother thing um because to your point about moving on cody i mean jobs get filled there's only so many you know there's only so much headcount as we say in the corporate world um to be allocated like Mm -hmm. uh 
I, I think it would be, uh, uh, I think it would be inappropriate for someone who has been sent out from a congregation to come back and be like, Hey, can I have my old job back? Cause this thing didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course the, the sending congregation having no obligation or responsibility to do so, um, has the absolute option of, of offering that, um, so long as, is the individual still in good standing with, uh, with the parent denomination mm-hmm. of goal, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I I went directly down that road because I I just no question, no question. Yeah. Like that, that's a really good point because even even when we honored them that Sunday, uh, is either I think it was you or Mary who said, you know, we're not rescinding our claim on you, right? <laughs> and and you know, we're still friends. We still uh, like even on Instagram the other day when you posted a, a picture of you with your son's foot next to yours and yeah, how he's yeah. starting to catch up. Uh, it's well known here at Res that Keith hates feet, <laughs> and I knew I knew he was going to comment on that. Yeah, and yeah. and I tagged Keith. I was like, hey, Keith, check this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was pretty irritated. Yeah. like that like we're still gonna we're we're still gonna rag on him for hating feet Mm. right whenever we see him and (laughs) and vice versa you know you know i don't want to open a big can of worms here but um this whole cancel culture thing you know we we are we we are living in a day and age where the the tendency to burn bridges is it's 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 at a level that I've never witnessed in my lifetime. Right. I mean, I, I, and I am not, I'm not a bridge burner. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't, I have, I have yet to discover where, you know, that is a, that is a fruitful and productive thing to do at least most of the time. Right. There would come a point at which I would burn a bridge with somebody that it could get to that point, but I think it's rare. And I think, you know, it, you know, Keith and I have been very candid with each other about some differences we have of ministry philosophy mm-hmm. and that's fine. And that's, that's really probably at the, the heart of why this church plant is an autonomous thing, not a, not an extension, a campus, because there's mm-hmm. just some differences of philosophy, which is fine. And it's good. I, I'm happy for him. Um, but I'm not a bridge burner. I would never say to him, you, you can't come back here um, mm-hmm. and, and be a part of our, our worshiping community again because we sent you. Um, so, yeah, I think I think there would have to be like some some understanding of the context of the sending. And then why did it fail? And, and what are they what are their hopes yeah. and expectations in coming and, back? And, and if there's any kind of no, you're not welcome here, there would have to be something. Yeah. extreme like first tier yeah. heresy that yeah, I, I was going to say like if, if and th- they, and that's not going to happen if they excused themselves from the congregation and, and left with vitriol and uh, mm. and whatnot I I think that's worthy of a different question uh, I, I have had church discipline but yeah I've, I've, I've been here 16 years mm-hmm. all right and in that time I've pastored a lot of people um, in 16 years, I've had a number of people leave this church and come back mm. for various reasons. Yeah. Um, most of the time they, the people that have left and come back left the church because they found something that was, 
more appealing to them, you know, in terms of preference somewhere else, mm-hmm. something happened, you know, right. And then what, when they, when they find themselves in a difficult situation, a lot of times they end up coming back. Um, <laughs> it, that's happened. I could not tell you how many times I've only told one person in 16 years, you cannot come back here. Mm. Um, and I won't go into the details of why I would just say it was a very extreme case yeah. where wounds of people that I was sure God had called me to continue to shepherd here were so deep. There was no way for that individual to be a part of this worshiping community in a healthy way anymore. Mm. He had to find somewhere else to worship. And yeah, so that one time I've told somebody you can't come back and it was because, and I trust me, if I told you the details, you would understand these were incredibly deep wounds in uh, people that are a part of this community were at the time when he left and and still were when he wanted to come back. And I told him no. Mm. So, well, on that note, let's go to the next question. <laughs> hey, no. pastor, pestier, shepherd. There, there, there's logic there, man. You're, <laughs> yeah, you, you're, yeah, you're not in the wrong. Exactly. So let's have a little fun. Joseph Huntley asks, uh, since we're singing hymns, when will we start singing hers? Amen and a woman. <laughs> okay, I got to read my Babylon B now. I, I got it. I got it queued up here. So some people may have seen this, but it's a picture of Joe Biden, and he's and it says Biden promises nationwide mask mandate and woman date. <laughs> and then and then the caption underneath says, "Listen, folks," and this is I guess oh that's quoting Biden. They're nailing it already. He's listen, folks. I have amended. And also a woman did <laughs> my plan to include a mask woman date. <laughs> so I laughed so hard at that. I, I came into this this joke as the odd man out because I I had no no idea uh, what happened during uh, the opening. Uh, I mean, of the one hundred seventeenth Congress, yeah, the prayer addressed to the monotheistic God. Brahma and the God of many other names from many other faiths or whatever it was. You know what that's like? It's like a, it's like a fourth grader, like writing a celebrity and, but like, (laughs) isn't sure if they're going to get back to him. So it's like dear Harrison Ford and Donald Glover. (laughs) And if, if neither of you care, uh, you know, like, um, to whom it may concern, <laughs> it's like, it's either, it's, you know, like, I mean, you know, th- that actually reminded me of, of something that, uh, that came up when I was in my, uh, my college debate team. Now I wasn't on it for long cause I stopped caring, but, um, there was a, debate topic about changing the spelling of human to M-Y-N. Now, this was back in 2006. And it's because of of gender, you know... If anybody hears... Mark, if anybody hears... This, any, this is the, the, the... I don't have a word for this gender thing. It's just... If anybody hears... <laughs> No. If anybody hears any dripping sounds, it's because my brain has melted and it's coming out of my yeah. ears at this point. Like, like th- this is literally 
and I, and I don't mean to be like alarmist or anything, but the the thought behind it, like this is 1984 level nonsense, mm-hmm. like Ministry of Truth. Yeah, uh, let's just change words willy nilly and not tell anybody that we've changed uh, that we've changed the meaning. Uh, like I even even with the COVID thing, on a dime, the entirety of the media went from slow the spread to stop the spread, mm. and they never said anything about it. Mm. Same thing with man and woman. Same thing with mm-hmm. practically the entire English language right now. Uh, I'm I'm planning on writing a blog. This will be something else that gets me canceled. Mm. on basically the LGBT revolution and the destruction of the English language Mm -hmm. because they, and I mean, they plural Mm -hmm. are trying to use they, them there as a singular, but they, they still are saying if, 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 if Bradley's preferred pronouns were they, it would be, they are well, singular English is they is <laughs> if we're using the proper now verb. that's not to be con- that's not to be confused with the the southern mannerism of y'all and all y'all that that is, that is <laughs> from, from this topic it, that it, is true it is not subject to debate um y'all is singular or plural and all y'all is always plural um <laughs> No, but y'all. Y'all is always plural. Would all y'all like a Coke that is taking everybody's order for some sort of carbonated beverage? Now, now, Just typically, typically in the South, y'all, y'all is two or more. All y'all is typically at least ten or more, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't. I, I'm trying to remember, think if I've ever used all y'all. Have have y'all seen yeah. uh, the y'all version of the Bible? <laughs> where it has different dialects. Yep. It, I think it uses the ESV, but f- you can you can have whatever dialect you want for when it has a plural U. Uh, so it can be use guys, it can be yens, hey, uh, uh, it can be y'all. Honestly, it, it, it's actually the, a pretty cool tool. So you can with, you can yeah, look with, in with the limited knowledge that most Christians have of 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 Koine Greek and biblical Hebrew, and uh, <laughs> and the. The uh, the subtleties of the language therein. There's probably some. Uh, there's probably some benefit to that. Um, yeah. So, at at my at my company, we are uh, um, not uh, not encouraged, and maybe encouraged, probably encouraged, um, but I don't uh, to include our preferred pronouns in our email signature, so people know <laughs> how to refer to us. Jedi Master. Yes. <laughs> I was like, can, but, can but we do me? not grant you the title of Grand Master. What? This is an outrage. How can you be on the? Never mind. I just watched. I I just watched all the entire every Star Wars film uh, this nice. this past week, and my my wife had never seen them, so we were like, all right. And yes, we did. We we did uh, story chronological chronological order, not release chronological order. Sorry, folks, it just made more Ugh, sense. You did it wrong. Well, yes, but none of the fan service stuff and all the others would make sense unless, anyways. Um, but an individual that I've uh, not not worked closely with, but um, but worked with on occasion over the last. Uh, four years maybe um has recently come out as as gender non-binary 
And I was like, what the heck? Like, and changed, changed his name. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be disrespectful. I'm going to misgender this individual. And I'm going to say his, he changed his name. Um, he added an IE on the end Adam, and changed his hair and got new glasses. Um, like, I, I don't know where this idea of gender constructs, like, an identity, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm way not qualified to even have an intelligent conversation about this on, like, um, a point-counterpoint sort of way. But it threw me for a loop. Uh, because I'm like, you use the men's restroom, bro. Like, <laughs> and you even said, bro, I've seen you in there. Bray, 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 ombre, ombre. There Can't be Brie because that's cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's scary? I'll just call him Camembert. <laughs> you know, what's scary to me about this? Like, what I almost hope that this congressman, and I don't know if he has said anything about mm-hmm. the controversy that ensued yeah. from his prayer, but um, or the, at least the end of his prayer. Um, I really hope that that was a very ignorant and naive, stupid thing he did. Yep. Because what I've read about this guy is that he is a Methodist minister with an MDiv. And if that be the case, what's he doing? Five bucks. It was from Union. <laughs> His MDiv is from Union. Maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> but what's he doing? Is, I mean, is it is it nineteen eighty four stuff? Is it like mm-hmm. we're trying to really redefine terms here um, for the sake of, of 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 an agenda that you know I think is it's it's equivalent to a Romans one, just a debased yep. mind. It, it's it, they, we've been given over or our society has been given over to uh, a debased mind and, and a man and a woman that is just like, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do with that. My mind is melting and mil- leaking out of my ears to laugh, laugh at it. That's <laughs> unbelievable. But, because, and I say like a lot of people be like, well, that's not nice. Well, it's what God does. He who sits in the heavens laughs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we can make fun of this in a Christian sense mm. and it's God's running the reductio on Western culture mm. and we can, we can laugh at it and then we can give people a gospel and move on from there. Right. Yes. Amen is not a gender loaded term. It means let it be so. Yep. Let's just right. like, it's not, it, nothing. It, it's not like, it. that's not secret language. You know, that's, it's yeah. not like anyways. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Brad Speed uh, asks a question regarding the latest when we understand the text slash Gabe Hughes video he just put out on the Bible Project. He says, do we go cancel culture on the Bible Project since they kind of went Rob Bell on the doctrine of hell? Um, so I don't know if you fellers have seen. I haven't seen it. Um, so the, the, the Bible Project has been squishy on propitiation, God's wrath uh, for a while. And uh, Gabe Hughes put out a video addressing their uh, uh, Tim Mackey's statement on hell, where uh, hell is actually God's mercy, where he honors the dignity and free will of that person by uh, withdrawing his relationship from them. Um, I mean, arguably, that also sounds terrible. Right. But 
<laughs> right. However, uh, God is not honoring anybody by sending sending them to hell. Right. And it's not, it's not, I've seen, uh, and where's he getting that from? Exactly. We don't know. Right. I mean, where does he claim right. to get that from? Probably Richard Rohr. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's not claiming to get that from the Bible is my point. Right. Is he leveraging scripture to make that point? I don't think so. Um, but, but I've even seen, uh, some people say, you know, when, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, you'll go to hell over my dead body, uh, to every single person. Hmm. And, uh, it, it's, my problem is with with Tim Mackey and with and and with people who who don't want to criticize anybody publicly or they don't want to actually make a stand and say no the bible says marriage is between one man and one woman etc um is a lot of times people want to be nicer than god is kind of the phrase that i've kind of come come up with we want to be gentler and kinder than god well, we should want to be like God in every respect that is possible. Right. And if, if God uses satire, then we should be willing, not that everyone should engage in it. Right. <laughs> not everybody should, should write satire, but, but not everybody should be the Babylon B. We do need some legitimate news sources, um, but God is truthful. So we should be truthful. God engages in satire to get to the truth. So we are free to engage in satire. God is, wrathful justly so we should not that we should be wrathful but we should we should be willing to be honest about god's wrath right yeah like like when god when god saves people he doesn't just save them from their circumstances he doesn't just save them from bad things he saves them from himself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i I, go ahead john that that was that was walther's point uh all along uh, when when he would teach about the proper distinction of law and gospel is that when you when you remove the potency of the law, the gospel loses its sweetness. I mean, the same thing he said. When you yeah. remove God's wrath from the from the equation, uh, you remove God's grace from the proclamation. In, in one sense, the the wrath of God is the backdrop for all things enjoyed in the Christian life. Yeah. Right. I mean, like we, our fellowship is forged on the anvil of we deserve wrath and Christ took it for us. So therefore, like I was just reading, I I like the anvil. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, my, uh, my wife and I were just reading first Corinthians eight this morning and not apples to apples contextually, He's talking about meat sacrifice to idols and should we, should we not? And he, but he says, um, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Mm-hmm. And the one who thinks he knows doesn't know as much as he thinks he knows. Right. Right. Like that's, that's it, it's in other words, it, when, when somebody says hell is not an eternal display of the wrath of God against sin and unrighteousness. It's God honoring that person's free will by distancing himself from him. Yeah. My first question is, okay, where did you come up with that? Did, did you, did you read the Bible and come to that conclusion? Mm -hmm. Because if you did show me where, and let's talk about it. So, but, but sometimes people think they know things just because they feel like that's what it should be. And that's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Knowledge puffs up, love builds up. The one who knows 
the one who thinks he knows doesn't know as much as I can't remember the exact quote, but then he goes on to say, but those who love God are known by God. Mm-hmm. So there is this, there is that humility that shapes how we relate to one another and to God is that if I love him, it means not that I discovered something. It means that he knew, knows me, Yeah, that he's chosen me. He's done something in me that has in a very real sense, removed me from his wrath and brought me into grace. Yep. I've been, if I love him, it's because I've been known by him. Yep. And therefore I won't eat meat sacrificed to idols. If it offends my brother, because not because of uh, that, that decision is not based on what I know. It's based on who I'm known by. Right. And I think it, when, when we abandon that meta narrative in scripture, mm-hmm. Then you you open the door for all kinds of ludicrous ideas about heaven, about hell, about who God is, about salvation, about grace, about sin, about gender, about sexuality, all that kind of stuff. When you abandon that that theme, that foundational theme in Scripture, that uh, God is not to be trifled with, and apart from grace, we're in big trouble. You know, there was a a Paul Washer sermon clip I saw one time and the initial reaction was like, Ugh. but he talks about, you know, if, if you are, if you go to hell and God casts you into hell, all of creation will cheer on God for him doing that to you mm-hmm. because he's justifying himself. And that actually is scriptural. Uh, and, and we shouldn't apologize for that. We have to ask the question you have, and this is really hard. This is really, really weighty. Why does hell exist? How does it exist? How does it continue to exist? Mm -hmm. It only exists because God wills it. He wants it. Yep. And it only continues to exist because he continues to will it and want it. And for eternity, he will will it and want it for the sake of putting his own glory and righteousness on display, which will be exalted from both heaven and hell. Yep. Those in hell in their torment will exalt the righteousness of Christ. Those in heaven in their eternal joy and satisfaction in him will exalt the righteousness of Christ. Every knee will bow. The question is whether you bow in joy or in pain, in, in, in pleasure or in sorrow. That's the question. And we understand that that, that, that decision is not made by us. It's made by God for his own glory. And that, is definitely I'm the first reformed person to acknowledge that's a very difficult pill to swallow. But when doctrine of hell gets attacked like that, I think you the the conversation is merited. Uh, where we've really we've we've got to we, you can't nuance that. Yeah, you can't do that. Right. I look at uh, Revelation fourteen and fifteen. So um, even whether. It's whether you come at this from a preterist perspective that this is the destruction of Jerusalem and the saints are praising God for exercising judgment, or whether you take it futurist and this is about uh, hell in the long run. Um, 14 verse 20 and the wine press was trodden outside the city and blood flowed from the wine press as high as a horse's bridle for 1600 stadia the note there says about 184 miles mm-hmm. lots and lots of blood <laughs> right <laughs> and then in in uh chapter 15 and they sang the song of moses the servant of god and the song of the lamb so the song of jesus <laughs> saying 
regarding trotting the wine press and bleeding out a bunch of people. <laughs> Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations, who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name. For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Whether, whether that's regarding judgment or whether it's regarding hell, God is going to be praised for all of that. Yeah. God doesn't do anything he's not going to be praised for. Right. I mean, that's a, right. that's a ridiculous notion that, he, that God would go, whoops. My bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, you're not going to like me for this, but uh, here we go anyways. No, I mean, this is, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Right? Yeah, like, we, come on. <laughs> I mean, not to... Uh, not to emphasize the name of, of the show, but you know, we, we need to make sure that all that, that when we, when we talk about the things of, of heaven and hell, when we talk about uh, the work of Christ in our Christian lives, whether it be uh, those times of, uh, of humility or those times of exaltation that, uh, that ultimately the nature of it all is, is doxological to the glory of God yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and that is good news. Yeah, absolutely. And and a really good illustration and everybody ultimately believes this whether they whether they say they do or not is look at the reaction of when Osama bin Laden was killed. It, like it, when they showed the security cameras at West Point when the news broke out broke out about that like people started dancing <laughs> and stuff like that was a great thing that happened. Uh there's no way around that. Like judgment was executed. And, and a guy who orchestrated the murder of thousands of people had justice served. And we should celebrate that and thank God for that. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. No. Let us know in the podcast lounge if you disagree. Yeah. And then we'll tell you you're wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we got him. I, I, heard, I heard Piper say one time that, you know, if, if, if somebody bought me the best mouse trap in the world, and I didn't know that my house was rat infested, I would be like, okay. Mm. Right. Like yeah. if, if you don't, if, if I didn't know that, and, and I think that, you know, if we don't know and understand the bad news of the wrath of God, you know, for Paul to say Romans one 16, I, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God and salvation for next verse, the wrath yep. of God is being revealed. Yep. Um, and we, we all have tasted that wrath in some way. We have experienced it in some way. The wrath of God has not been fully revealed uh, yet. It will be fully revealed. Yep. Uh, just like the grace of God, you know, for yep. the praise of his glorious grace, he chose us to be holy and blameless before the foundation of the world. Ephesians chapter one. So um, I think there. There, there's a there's a soberness to the gospel that leads to joy. There's a there's a weightiness that where the, uh, with where the gospel begins that leads us into the joy that we 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 profess. And but you got to know that there are rats uh, in order to appreciate the best mousetrap in the world. Yep, so. absolutely. All right, one more question, and I guess we can kind of roundtable this one. Uh, Scott Hamilton asks, and we've we've talked about this some before. So Scott, go back and especially look at uh, the couple of episodes we've done with Corey Truax, and also just listen to his podcast because he does a fantastic job. Uh, where should Christians get their news? 
and how much is a reasonable amount of time to spend on it? It's a great question. If somebody mm. has the answer to that. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I'm, I have a journalism degree and I'm a little bit of an information junkie for those of you who haven't noticed. <laughs> um, I've kind of come to the conclusion of enough time, however much time you need to spend in order to be informed without freaking out. Uh, because you can spend enough time. So if I'm, if I'm looking at, we've, we've talked about the, the social justice nonsense. We've talked about the, the LGBT revolution. Um, I can spend enough time to where I see that lurking behind every corner. Mm-hmm. Um, things like the equality act, like that is, that is a wicked piece of legislation. Uh, but then if I take that step back and understand, well, Joe Manchin from West Virginia said, he's not going to support that bill. So that already kills that bill with one Democrat, mm-hmm. not being on board with it in the mm-hmm. Senate. Um, but I could look at, you know, all the different literature and the dumb stuff that, AOC says and whatever, and I could freak out or I could inform myself to the point where I'm like, all right, I have an idea of what's going on. Hmm. And then God's sovereign, he's going to take care of all of it in the long run. Um, and then there are going to be, you know, there are going to be some things that I need to act on immediately. You know, if mm-hmm. it, it, things regarding vaccine rollouts and well, I need to know about that kind of immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, we also get into where, that where we should get our news. I would highly recommend against stuff like one America news and Newsmax because they literally make stuff up. (laughs) Um, What about daily wire? Do you think they, are they making stuff up too? I don't think they're so much making stuff up. They're more so on the commentary side. And, and, and I do appreciate most of Ben Shapiro's analysis. Mm -hmm. Um, He's really insightful. I think. Uh, I, I do. I, I agree. I just felt like the Daily Wire was yeah. almost. Sometimes it feels tabloidish to me. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, so I like personally to visit Drudge Report mm-hmm. uh, because because they're not a news source; they're a news aggregator. Yeah, I, and I was so about I, to say the same thing. Yeah, and and same thing with Apple News is I can I can read the same story from three or four different sources. And I can take a step back and say, all right, I know this about the media, about how the media likes to bend the truth a lot and stuff like that. So I can kind of take a step back and, all right, this guy said this, this guy said this. Let's kind of put it all together and have a general idea. I don't have to know every single thing about every single thing. I, think it's good. Yeah, I, mean, good. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not a, a information fanatic, but I, I have found myself wanting to be more informed as uh, last year had had progressed, mm-hmm. um, uh, whether it be uh, for uh, entertainment purposes uh, <laughs> or 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 just a woman, uh, yeah, <laughs> entertain woman, entertain woman, yes, yeah. Anyways. Um, and, uh, Drudge Report is, is usually my go-to, especially for, uh, um, what I would consider like the, the major, like the national stuff, but they also have, you know, the little fluff pieces down below and, 
Yeah. Um, but, but that, and then I, I've got this, this app, uh, news break, um, only because it includes, uh, push notifications for like, uh, local headlines and oh, okay. it's, uh, it's a free to use service. Um, and it reminds me of the old days of RSS feeds is, is what it reminds me of, um, yeah. with, uh, um, uh, oh, what's that, uh, uh, what, what's that website that does all the, uh, um, like the top 10 lists and all that garbage. Um, Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed. Yeah, that that's on there. You can't really turn that off. Um, <laughs> so you, you've got to, you got to ignore that. But um, yeah, I, you know, those two, and I, you know, I, I check the sources a couple times a day and, uh, and I find myself content yep. with that. Uh, yeah. You, you make a good point about local news. We should treat local news as more important than we, than we do. Uh, so I also have uh, WYFF, their app uh, because the Greenville news is hot trash. Um, Very much so. And WYFF has been disappointing lately. Some things. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'll, I'll check WYFF for some local stuff here and there, but uh, really like treat that more important than national stuff because mm-hmm. it more immediately affects you. Yeah. yeah. You know? But, but only if it's like a legitimate publication, like the Lincoln journal star, like, uh, I mean, not even their restaurant reviews are unbiased. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's <laughs> this real. LGBT friendly restaurant chain. And yeah, like that, that's, that's a real thing going on now is yep. yeah. Yeah. That's good counsel, man. It's good. What do you, what do you do, Bradley? Um, well, I'm going to start looking at Dredge Report more now. Oh, good. I, mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am, I have been, uh, like a, a long time. Uh, user of USA Today and AP on the apps on my phone. I read the news, mm-hmm. but I've deleted both of them. Um, and just because I feel like I can't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I have trouble stepping back. Yeah. Reading those. And yeah. so I, I have been reading the local news more. Uh, I have used the Apple news. Um, you know, just the, the, like the, you swipe your phone over and it, the, the headlines come up here. Yep. Uh, I've used that, and uh, I'm going to try Drudge Report um, yeah. just because I, I, I just don't, I don't want the opinions, right? Right. Yeah, now. I, mean, I just want the information. I will say with Drudge, they obviously everyone wants you to come back, mm-hmm. so so a lot of times they will phrase the headlines mm-hmm. that you would click on in a pretty sensationalistic manner. So they they they, they, they absolutely do. Um, yeah, but. Uh, they're they're sensationalistic, but they're not often inaccurate. At the same time, True. it's like you're emphasizing the wrong part. Um, I will add one more thing, and uh, I used to, uh, for whatever reason, the local PBS station, like on, there's like three different channels, and one of them at one point would syndicate international news broadcasts from the day in the evening. And one that has stuck with me uh, that I uh, always go back to and I want a, a kind of a international perspective on things is Franz Van Kat or France 24 news. Um, and hmm. uh, it, it doesn't seem to be as uh, it, like BBC. A lot of their stuff just feels like you're reading the daily mail now. Um but Franz yeah. Van Cat just seems to be a classic news agency, and uh, uh, it's it's not, as far as I know, it's not state run. Um, not that one of the great things. France. One of the great things about the European sources, uh, and I and I'm 
I'm not recalling uh, exactly the ones in the UK, um, but they'll outright say, hey, this is our slant. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like they don't really pretend to be objective. They report and they say, this is what we think about it, as opposed to American news sources, which still pretend to try to be objective. Yeah. And they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, so at least when you go to the European sources, <laughs> they're out front. <laughs> yeah. You know what you're getting. So, well, I guess that about does it. It's good. Mm-hmm. So, good stuff, fellas. Uh, make sure share share the show. Share the show post. Help us get out there. And that's all I got for you. Thanks for listening.